Another episode of the Loop Bros podcast. I am your host, Kali, tonight, as Daryl couldn't make it, Zach couldn't make it, and Joe couldn't make it. So I've assembled some of the best people on the planet. I've got Matt with me. Matt, what's up? Hi, Kali, tonight. How are you doing? I'm good. I am also joined by the man, the myth, the legend, JT. What's up, JT? Oh my god, I was just on Trophy Horse the other day. Holy shit. <laughs> Are we going to have a fight for the man, myth, the legend title? I mean, I'm, I'm just like the OP guest host that everybody wants. Mm, I can imagine. <laughs> wink, wink. Alright, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, we would like to start every podcast with a toast. Uh, we would like to toast our Patreon producers, my name is Effing Mayo, uh, MZ Nitro, and Static. Is there anything anybody else would like to toast to tonight? How, how do you guys like my name? My name is fucking Mayo. Of course we like your name. That's why we toast to that, you. That, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the best name, man. I'm sad we don't hear the full name more often. <laughs> my name is fucking Mayo. All right, let's drink to that. Okay, if you do like us, we do have a Patreon, where for just $1, you get access to our bonus episodes. Also, at the $25 level, you can make one of us play a video game. Uh, If you do like us, check us out on YouTube. And of course, we have other podcasts for you to check out. We have the 2236. Comic cast, the Loop Bros Driftcast. And some of us do stream on Twitch, as Zach does stream weekly on Twitch, so check him out. All right, everybody. Uh let's start with what we've been playing. So JT, you're our guest. What have you been playing? Uh so on the Steam Deck, I have been playing Matt the Mass Effect um Legendary Collection. Um and uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, nice! Which are not, on that. They are not verified as, as um. They're not Steam Deck verified, but they're playable. They have the they have the yellow logo, like exclamation point that says playable. Um, they play fine. There's a few like frame hiccups here or there, but that that's PC gaming. Like it's like that one minute. That one second, like a uh, frame drop thing, but typically it averages out to around uh, fifty to sixty frames, and then it will go down to like twenty-five low. And it's not That's bad. Cool. Uh, I've been playing Tales of Arise on the PlayStation. 
That's a good one. I, I am really enjoying that. I am nowhere near done with the story. Uh, but I, I did defeat the final Lord. Apparently I'm like halfway done. I don't know. Um, then I've been playing an MMORPG called Guild Wars 2. Oh yeah, that's a popular one. Wow, that takes I, me back. Well, it, it, it's surpa- it's getting it's almost surpassed World of Warcraft for concurrent players now because um I think it's like the fourth best uh most played MMO right now. It's crazy. Didn't they uh, just they, make it free to play? Yeah, they made it free to play, but they also put it on Steam and the free to play is the base games, but you can get to level cap with the base game and then you could just grind the and all of the base game gear is still great in like all the expansions that you could buy later on so it's i mean the power of horizontal progression which world of so like something like world of warcraft or final fantasy 14 that's vertical progression it means that you're constantly going up and there's always going to be something for you to grind where guild wars 2 is a horizontal progression. It's like Elder Scrolls Online, where um, you will... Everything you get that is high-end PvE or PvP gear will consistently be good throughout the expansions, no matter what. So I can put, like, 10,000 hours down just as an example of like the hardcore, I haven't done this. I could put 10,000 hours down, then I can move on to a different MMO, come back like five years later, and all my stuff would be relevant still. Oh, that's cool. In Guild Wars 2. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the difference between horizontal and vertical. Like, you do that in World of Warcraft, you're not going to be able to do anything with your gear. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, also, I did a little bit of Soul Hackers too. Um, that's okay. I mean, it's not the best. I give it like a good seventy-five out of one hundred. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seventy-five. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven point five out of ten, probably around there. Seven, oh. seven point five. It's. I'm not gonna go any more into it until I finish a few like games that have been stuck at like two per two to ten percent on my trophy list. Yeah. I want to platinum those. Question. I'm not familiar with what that game what you said Soul Hackers 2? Yeah it just came out. Uh it's a JRPG that oh, okay. came out uh in August and it's lackluster it's a you you never heard of the digital devil saga like persona well i know persona it's a spinoff it's a i've never played through persona so i don't know anything that would have to spin off i mean i know persona came off of shin megami tensei but well no no no, no. persona persona and shin megami tensei's are spinoffs of the Megami Tensei games. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's not. They that's do not, not really- make anymore. So I don't know. I mean, the spinoffs, the two spinoffs are now the real games. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say 
Matt is not a very big JRPG fan. Oh, no, Matt. For the record, I think the last actual JRPG I finished was Final Fantasy X. Well, that's a great one. Well, I don't know. The the voice acting in that one's kind of shite. But. Yeah, but I played back when voice acting was the brand new thing on the PlayStation Two, so I put yeah, up with no, it. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a really it was a really good game. I, I really enjoyed that one. The, Actually, for, a couple of years ago, sorry. No, I'm I'm good. Oh, a couple of years ago when they came out with the remaster, my oh, wife and I actually played it uh, together. We would hand off after each battle. Or uh, get to the next boss. After after so many random battles, we uh, decided, all right, we'll just get to the next like area and then we'll hand it off. Yeah, those random battles happened all the time. All the time. <laughs> I hate I hate random battles. I like it when it's in the, the map and you just hit a monster and start the battle. Yeah, you choose to engage as opposed to being forced to engage. I mean, you're still kind of are forced to because you have to grind. But at least you can pick when you're going to do it, you know. So, Matt, what have you been playing? Oh, I've got a laundry list of things that's been going on. First and foremost, I've been putting more hours into Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I think combined on the base game and the expansion, I'm over 400 hours now, which, you know, I just love helping everybody and everybody who keeps getting into the game like late, like you guys and my wife, you know, my level's capped. Once I break that cap, uh, it's just going to skyrocket again. So... I've also been playing Roller Drome on the Steam Deck. For those of you who don't know, it's basically a Tony Hawk meets uh, some sort of mercenaries game. You're a roller skater and you go around a rink and you have to kill the house players while doing tricks and getting your tricks help you uh, recharge ammo. So that's always a fun little game. It's very highly stylized, cel-shaded. It's really cool. I've also been doing some exercises using my VR Oculus Quest headset. There's this free app called PunchFit, and you just do shadow boxing exercises, and it throws up like a field in front of you and tells you whether you're doing like a straight, a jab, an uppercut, and you go through the workout, and man, it works up a sweat, and I burn a lot of calories. Also been playing a game with my friends called Shellshock HD. We like to nickname it Tanks. It's like Worms WMD, but you're Tanks and you get to fire all sorts of crazy shots. Like one, you launch a cat at your friends or you launch a bunch of tadpoles. And it's um, it's quite entertaining. It's kind of like a free-for-all or team-based game. So it's something we like to play when we just feel like... Uh, shooting the shit also been playing risk of rain 2 i know you were talking about that last week it's another roguelike where every run is different you can choose a class of character go in with your friends and just try to make it as far as you can i love the description you told last week of the difficulty spike where it goes from okay easy medium hard uh impossible i see you <laughs> when the first time i saw that it was so meta i was like oh that's that's kind of creepy that the game's watching us but okay 
we'll, we'll do that. Uh, I've also been doing a little bit of Elden Ring on the Steam Deck, just getting back into that, playing some more of that. How does I that actually, play on the Steam Deck? I heard it. I heard it's it's better. It's the best in Steam Deck. Like I heard it was. It is. It, I heard it played the best on Steam Deck. Have you played it, JT? Uh, why is why is she here? Um, yes, not on the Steam Deck though. I played it on off. Uh, so um, on PC, you know how you get stuttering, right? Yeah, that does not happen on the Steam Deck. It's insane. I, I I know. I heard. I was like, and, and that's not even a verified game. That's a that's a yellow game. It's verified. It's fully verified. I, I saw a yellow on my Steam Deck. It may have been at one point, but it's definitely all verified now, at least even as of today when I checked it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, cool. And, yeah. And then I also played uh final thing was Gunfire Reborn. It's a multiplayer first person shooter, kind of like uh in the vein of Borderlands where based on the enemies, you use a different weapon type with different elements and then you just go for the run. Try to get as far as you can. You pick up scrolls, which make each run different. And you go until you either beat the game or you die. And that's all I got. What about you, Kali? I actually also played Gunfire Reborn. I introduced it to Jim. The first one, we died at the first boss. But when we played it a second time, we got through the first boss. So I was able to get Jim like 90 souls to start putting out his character. When we played the first time around, he played the cat character because that's the only character that's open. And then I played the dog character. And then I was like, this is stupid. I want to play the cat character. I'm sorry, Jim. We're going to play the same character. (laughs) And so Jim is also in love with the cat character. So there is a crazy combo with the dog because the dog is like the explosives expert. And your grenades become your main weapon. And you can get perks that when you throw a grenade, it actually throws two grenades. And then you can also get a perk that when you throw a grenade, there's a chance that you don't expend the grenade. And then one more perk that when you throw a grenade, it launches all of your grenades at the same time. So combo that together, you just blanket the field in grenades and everything dies. Wow. I've also been playing grenades. <laughs> I've also been playing a game called Crashlands on the Steam Deck. Uh, Basically, you are a space delivery boy, and you have to deliver the packages. And while you're out in space, a floating head entity comes over and decides he needs a part from your ship. And the only way to do that is to explode the ship. So you crash land on a planet. But you save the packages before you crash land. Once crash landed, you then have to... um, set up a base, make a home, go collect resources, build things, <laughs> fight aliens. <laughs> so it's kind of really cute. It's kind of one of those games that you can just sit there, relax, and kind of play um, while you you know do other stuff. I haven't really been playing much because of busy I've been. So that's pretty much it this week. Hopefully next week. I intend to start uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I did get that for the PS5. Because that is our uh, Game of the Month club. I'll be interested to hear how you feel on that. Because if you didn't like Horizon, I'm not entirely sure you're going to enjoy Ghost. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I mean, they're very similar in retrospect. 
Damn it. I just want to go around and kill things with swords. Uh, uh, you, you do might. that, you're going <laughs> to... Things will be dying with swords. <laughs> Whether it's you or them, we'll see. Oh. I have to... Go to the loop board leaderboards as I bring these up. So I am bringing up uh, the trophies first. Two trophies. So number one is Affectatious Donk with 992. Number two is Mr. TMNT with 68. Number three is The Grounded Gamer. Number four is Mr. TTAM. Um, number five is I'm Funny How. I don't know that gentleman. Number six is uh, Resident Daryl. And Tricky Mick is actually on the leaderboards because, of course, he... Um, you platinum the last of us. Yeah, exactly. Remake. The remastered like first platinum. The, the remastered of a remastered of a game. Let's just call it as it is spade for spade. A four K port. On true achievements, we're gonna go over to number one is I'm styling on you, bro. Uh number with seven hundred and twenty. Number two is GDI GDI Master Race. Number three is static. 210. Number four is Sony Pony to you. Number five is Dump Licker, who we've never figured out who it is. Uh, I don't know. Eh, I don't know either. Uh, now, let's go over to, of course, our backlog beatdown. Oh, no Steam? No Steam this week. Oh, come on. I'm here. I'm here. Just, just say it. Alright, hold on a second. I gotta go back to that. Hold on. Let's see if the, uh, I, have to, I have to do this weird because it kind of weirdly copied the system incorrectly. So, get it. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. You want to, You really want me to do this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Would you like to guess who the number one person is on the... Uh, PC gaming list? Oh, yeah. Is, is it me? No. No. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Who is it? Static. Oh, nice. S- nice job, Static. Number one. Number two is the Alpha Seagal. Number three. Yeah, there we go. 42J. Oh, my God. I'm not even on this list. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're not even signed up to your own leaderboard. I am signed up to my own leaderboards. I don't know why I'm not on the list. And uh, number Just, four is Brad the Gamer. So. Yeah, Sadek has been on a tear. Apparently so. All right. So the backlog beatdown. Um, at number one, we have I'm Styling on You Bro with 134. Number two is CJ at 94. Uh, number three is Diago at 87. Daryl at 85. Followed by Redbitted Rick at 76. Gareth at 63. Joseph Priestley at 57. JT at 52. You're lagging there, JT. Jared at 33. I yield to no one at 30. Alex at, uh, Alex Matthew at 28. And I'm at 22. James the Nerd is at 21. And so is No, no the Builder's at 21 already. Oh, good for him. And Zach Leffert is at 21. Tricky's at 19, which I'm surprised he hasn't tried to 
Did he try? Did he claim uh, The Last of Us? Yeah, I gave it to him. Okay. Uh, plus two on that. Dino Killer is a ten. There's probably a few that I missed uh, because I didn't update today or. That's all right. Today, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday this week, guys. So, uh, they'll be updated again next week. So, all right. JT, you said you had some stuff. You did you say uh, you wanted to right. go to um, So, so due to some whiner babies, I will no longer be accepting standalone DLC that does not have a separate list trophy list so i will accept things like the last the i mean i will accept things like um uncharted lost legacy and standalone dlc that has their separate trophy list but i'm not going to accept things like left behind anymore and that is simply because of one individual known as Corey. (laughs) sorry he doesn't listen to the podcast anyways i bet yeah well we're we are not um accepting those anymore i i don't want to deal with it people who have points in those uh things already we're, you're gonna keep them i'm not gonna take them away from you but moving on forward i'm not accepting combined trophy list standalone dlc okay you heard it here guys the commissioner i will, I will only be doing Standalone DLC that has their own unique trophy lists. What about uh, uh, standalone DLC that doesn't have a trophy list? Like, well, because you mean trophy- if it's on Nintendo Switch? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that too. If you can, I- if you can purchase it by itself on the Switch, I'll do it. But it has to be. One of the things that would have, like an example, if it's uh, Shovel Knight, um, it would have it would have to have a mirror. Like, if it doesn't have a, a, I think an example of this would be Torna is allowed. Yeah, so if you have questions, just reach out to us and ask. Is this, is this- uh, uh, if you if you have questions, just uh, like is uh, this DLC allowed? I'll I'll answer that because I'm not sure I'm explaining it right, but it's all right. All right, so we're here to talk about the Steam back back twat 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 twat. <laughs> that that could have been a lot stronger, Kali. Twat, 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 twat. Is that better? I guess. We'll, we'll leave it to the uh, to Zach to, to comment for next week. Okay, so all of us here have gotten the Steam Deck. We have purchased it, and now we are all, we've all got a chance to play with it. So, let's start with you, Jason. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, we're having problems with JT. So, um, uh, we can't hear you, JT. So while you figure out your mic problems, Matt, what are your thoughts on the Steam Deck? So I've had the Steam Deck since about a month into its release back in March. Uh, I think it released at the end of February 
2022. And I've had it since mid-March, which has given me a lot of time to tinker it, tinker with it. It has also given me time to accidentally break it. Hello? Hey, hey, hear you now. All right. Um, so. We lost oh, you again. Got at it again. <laughs> There's some. Busted. Okay. Um, I think my got struck. You think you're what? My wire got stripped. That sucks. Do you have another mic? Alright, go on, Matt, you were saying? So, while JT does a quick headset switch, um, I've had a lot of time to tinker with it. I've also had a lot of time to accidentally break it. In uh Hello? Yeah, there you all right, all right, all right, all right. Um so yeah, I guess that got fucked up. Um That's right, we're we're Matt's talking about his experience with the Steam Deck, so I'm gonna let him finish. Go on. Yeah, okay. So I was actually on Lupro's uh right around springtime where Daryl was asking me about it, and uh, there's quite a bit to it. And I love the system. I love its portability. As always, the battery could be better. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm very happy with my purchase. I bought the highest tier model, the 512 gig system with the anti- with the etched anti-glare screen. And it's probably been my best gaming purchase this year. Okay. JT, what do you think about the Steam Deck? I like experimenting with um, the... Line, the Linux kernel, and uh, because because I, I um I as an IT I Linux is one of the uh, the um, best tools for someone like me uh, in terms of like backing up data and whatnot. So I, I like to experiment with that stuff. Uh, I, I'm enjoying the operating system. I'm enjoying the. Um, I'm enjoying the fact that I can play these games portably and it um it, it's pretty much 60 frames like al- almost there it, it's not always 60 frames but it's pretty close that's insane to me so and also uh, again it's the biggest library in gaming so it's just cool to have that on the go. Yeah, I really like the portability of the game of the system. It's um it's been really useful with Jim's doctor's appointments for me to just grab it on the go and continue what I've been playing. I've also been playing a lot of different games that I wouldn't normally play at my computer because I just I don't want something that necessarily has a lot of story to it because I play in front of my couch. Uh, also, I like the fact that I can also play uh, Game Pass games on it as well, which we have a question about that kind of, and I'll talk about that later. Yeah, you you, you stream it, right? Like, you, you do it through the xCloud? I, I haven't tried that yet, but... Um... Yeah, Matt set it up for me. So I could, like, sit on the couch with Jim and play Xbox games, which is kind of nice. 
It's actually really easy. I can send you the instructions, JT. I already know how to use xCloud. Okay. All right. So we reached out to the community for this discussion and topic. And we asked for your questions that we can answer them. And I think, Matt, you have them ready, don't you? Yep. So we're going to start on the Facebook group where resident Daryl chimes in and he asks, what is the best game to play on PC and why is it resident evil? So JT, you, sir, how how are you going to answer that question? First and foremost, it's not resident evil. I I find that my favorite games to play on it are, um, role-playing games. I, I think that it plays them wonderfully, and I, I feel like role-playing games are, especially Japanese ones, are meant to be played on a handheld. And the fact that this handheld is what it is, it, it's just the overall better to do it there and not on the Switch. Joe, Joe is pulling his <laughs> whatever hair he has left, just like me. Uh, he's pulling it out. <laughs> at least you guys still got some hair I, i'm sitting over here i'd have to pull my beard <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have a full head of hair actually i might go bald hey at least i have beard hair too <laughs> <laughs> i had no choice oh, that, uh, that's my answer kalai how about you uh i don't think it's resident evil um only because most of the resident evil games suck because of those tank controls Oh, 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 hey, 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 you know. They they stopped those tank controls. Daryl's not here, Kalai. And and JT's right. They stopped tank controls with all these updates. I will not allow this besmirchment of Resident Evil to occur. And and, and they they actually work on the Steam Deck. Like, that that is something to say. They, they, They do work. I don't know if they're verified, but they do work. I mean, I have to agree with uh, a little bit with JT. I think JRPGs are great on the system because a lot of times with JRPGs or any kind of RPGs is is a lot of it is grinding, and you can do that grinding anywhere, which is what I like. I'm not confined to my my, my PC. The other thing is is also a really great indie powerhouse because there's a lot more indies oh, on hell yeah on on Steam. Yeah, you think the Switch has an indie library. Steam's got the indie library. Exactly. Especially with all those hentai arogi games. Wink, I have wink. no idea what you mean, sir. <laughs> Play that Melty Quest. Yeah, oh my god. Where Where is this thing so I know where not to look? Uh, it's Steam. <laughs> you good, Clark? Yeah, I'm they, good. They, they, will, they will... All right. So to answer Daryl's question, because he asked more about what's the best game to play on PC and why is it Resident Evil? I will tell you why Resident Evil is good to play on PC, because the modding community, if I want to make a different outfit for Claire or Leon, I can absolutely do that. You could go full nude outfit. (laughs) Or if I want to turn all the zombies into, say, Barney the Dinosaur or the Teletubbies or big breasted women who flock themselves to me. I could do that on the PC. I can't do that on a console. Tenron Kagura ninjas. <laughs> Maybe I'd let the zombies attack me this in this turn. <laughs> a jizz cannon comes out instead of acid spray. <laughs> the liquor actually licks. 
<laughs> wait, wait, can we can we make the all the zombies the JJs? <laughs> you probably can. There's probably from, a JJ mod from teeth. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, I don't tend to sleeping tonight. <laughs> everybody's dildos get chopped off. <laughs> Um, to answer, uh, to actually answer Dale's question, all of them, because PC, despite some of the headaches that you may deal with getting a game to run in some cases, most run perfectly fine. And JT and I were talking about this earlier. Elden Ring, which still has hitches on the PC, you could play on the Steam Deck without those hitches. It runs better than the PlayStation 5 and Xbox One. Like, it is the best place to play Elden Ring. Absolutely. No lag. All right. Daryl also asks, since all of you on the panel tonight are JRPG fans, have you ever played Parasite Eve? Would you try it? JT, you did already kind of comment on that i but. i, I, I uh, i'm gonna continue this yeah i okay. i uh i i, I i'm 100 played those games you know i like to replay them because i really don't remember what happened in them it was it, it, it's been a while but from what i remember i had a blast with them like they man Last of Us doesn't need a remake, okay? We need to give these a remake. Needs the a remake. Last of Us, okay? Fuck it. We need a remake for the good oldies, like the actual games that need it. Tricky's going to Or at me. least a new one. <laughs> You're going to be banned from Trophy Horse. Yeah, he doesn't Blue listen Rose. to our episode, so don't worry about it. I feel like he low-key does, but doesn't say anything no he's too busy no he literally doesn't Glad to you uh i've never played parasite eve oh you should oh. you can emulate it on the steam deck what a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> yeah which by the way what i said i when i told jim that matt's gonna uh is gonna uh, make it so i can emulate games on my steam deck he was like you don't need another emulation collide. I was like, uh, yes, I do. Yes, you do. Who's he to tell you who doesn't need an emulation? <laughs> uh, so you've never played it? No. Any no. interest? Maybe. What's it about? I've never really played it. So. so, JT, do you want to go into that? Um. So, from what I remember is... Uh, so I remember more of the first one than the second one because the second one I I remember wasn't all that great. Um, the first one, Parasite Eve. So you're going to this opera. There's this woman who's singing. The woman causes this rapid disease that dissolves people, and she gets pregnant, and then you have to kill her. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying what I remember. I was like, she's the so, bad guy. So to expound on that, what happens is basically this random mutation causes everybody's mitochondria to start reacting, and in some people it mutates them, and other people it just straight up sets them on fire. So you know, it's something it, it, I can sometimes turn to liquid jello. And uh, you're playing as Iabria, a NYPD cop who suddenly has this power awakened in her and she has to fight back against the the 
biological disaster. So it's kind of like Resident Evil, but with JRPG elements. Um, it's got like an active time battle system where you can walk, like when you have a random encounter, you get to uh, maneuver around the battlefield so you can actively dodge things. You don't just have to stand there and take it. And then you choose when to attack and how many enemies. So if it isn't obvious, yes, I've played the game. I've never beaten it. And every time I go back, I love just playing the first like three or four hours of it. And then I move on to something else. <laughs> like, so I really need to kind of beat it. The, the PS One, like those, that, those were peak graphics for the PS One. Like those cinematics were insane. Dude, the the opening music to that game was insane. I love that opener. Oh Jesus! It felt like that. That felt like a movie back then. Like, let's be real. Yes, absolutely. All right, Eddie Silva S. Have anybody here played Baldur's Gate 3 on a Steam Deck? Any good? I'm waiting on my pre-order. JT? No. I heard that the game was great from people who have played the game. Uh, but I have not... I don't even know if it's verified or not. Like, I don't know uh, if it's playable or not. So... According to according to Steam, it is playable. It's not verified, but it's that one level down where you can play it. Just requires some tweaking and you know fine tuning. Maybe like the text may be too small or something. It usually tells you when it loads up, so it's playable. I've never played Baldur's Gate. Uh, Kalai, have you? No, I've never played Baldur's Gate. I played one in hint. I played one before. Uh, back in the day on my cousin's like 30 year old ibm laptop it's 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 not 30 years i was like a windows 98 laptops just played it on there so eddie hopefully uh if you get a steam deck you'll be able to play it on there just fine just may require some setting adjustments and that's all for the facebook group go ahead jt most of the um non-verified ones are because the um, the cues and like the button like prompts are all keyboard they're not um joystick they're not they're not controller so they'll work if you use a controller but you won't know if you're pressing the right button but usually like enter is a like just play it like you would on a console and it should end up being the right controls yeah so what happens is you have to bring up the on-screen keyboard and as opposed to using the joystick to select your your uh letters you actually have to tap on the keyboard or use the mouse pad or the track pads yeah. to do that and and that will make a game playable but not verified there's many aspects of that yeah there's a ton of things that could occur uh okay on to our discord where we have a bunch of questions gaz davis you know responding to our question what would cause you to pull the trigger on the steam deck he says i think currently the only thing that would tempt me is if the playstation ecosystem could be implemented on it which might be a possibility in the future if PlayStation are looking at exploring the mobile route. 
as we know that they recently bought that mobile developer. So who knows what they're coming up with? Earning trophies, etc. Otherwise, I don't see me ever getting one, which I can respect, you know, but Steam has achievements and maybe it doesn't have platinums, but Steam has its own 100% category. If you go to your it's Steam called, profile, it's called, uh, it's called Perfect Games. Perfect Games, yeah. And it'll tell you any game you've 100%ed. So to me, that and means it that's a has a star on the top left corner. So oh, I didn't know that. Perfect. Yeah, it means I only game. have one perfect game because it has like one achievement. <laughs> I didn't even realize when I played it. Uh, okay. Go ahead, JT. I have like uh, over 100K achievements. Jesus. Um, and to note to that, I, I'm really surprised it doesn't work on the Steam Deck because I know with the new streaming service, their top level, you're supposed to be able to stream to your PC. So I don't see why it wouldn't work on the Steam Deck. You know it's why? because you need, the, you need the app and the, you need an app to do it. It's not a website. It's the PlayStation app on the PC. And the PlayStation app might not be compatible with Linux. And thus, you could never use it on there. So it's a Windows app, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't don't know if it's compatible or not. It might be, but... So we can go into that a little bit later when we talk about the inner workings of the Steam Deck because there's plenty of things that aren't Linux programmed that I've gotten working on the Steam Deck. Yeah, with a little fidgeting. Proton, yeah. I'm styling on you, bro, says, Can it run Crisis? I don't own a gun, so I would never have a Steam Deck in my sight to pull the trigger. Oh my god! On. Can it run Crisis? I think it, it can. can run Crisis. Yeah, actually, I, I watched I, a video on this earlier. It's not. It is actually one of those unsupported games you were talking about, where it's got the cross yeah. out symbol. But you can make it work if you buy Crisis Remastered and fidget a whole lot with the settings. You can get it to run Crisis. Does it run it well? Like, how many frames is it? So, Digital Foundry had it running up to fifty frames a second. Oh my god, that's best. That that's better than most. Oh, better than my two thousand eight (laughs) computer. There we go. So there you go. You're gonna pick up Crisis and try to get your Steam Deck to run it? No, I don't. I don't really like Crisis. I'm just shocked. Boo earned, sir. Kalai, you ever going to pick up Crisis? No, probably not. I'm just happy uh, to run like me. that. Do you own Crisis? I do. No, Matt, do you own Crisis? Yeah, I still have my 2008 disc. <laughs> do you own it on Steam? No, I have Crisis 2 on Steam. Oh. Is- but do you have Crisis 3? Uh, on Origin, yes. <laughs> You can buy that on Steam. Why would I spend money twice? So I could play it? So you could get two completions and two... Wait, why am I spending money so you can play my game? No, I'm telling you what you can do. (laughs) As as John Tancredi. Because the same reason why I spend money and you play my games. I don't play your games. If you could. You could game share. We've tried this. I think yeah. she actually still has access to my library, and I lost access to her library at some point. Well, I think when I built my new computer, it had to go all over again. Oh, uh, that's right. We have to redo all that. We do. It's on what our mean, list. 
with access guard, it, it's going to be hard. Access guard. It, it's just, it's just going to keep on asking you for like identification numbers. Uh, yeah, it, well, no, no, it's not that. It's you can do family share for up to like five computers, and it doesn't oh, matter man. what account it's on. But when you change any of the hardware on that computer, it's kind of like Windows seeing a different processor going. I don't know who this man is. So, Kalai, what you need to do is you need to have uh, Matt here play on your account with Jim, and then you need to boot, get get a team account going so that you can become the number one Steam achievement hunter in the world. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Steve, Kalai doesn't want my account because I am not an achievement whore. Oh, I just want access to your game. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Veranza writes in this is goes, so awkward. Is there a possibility to get two in this household? Well, so seeing as how wait, 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 let's get a little bit of background here. Veranza is his wife. His wife is asking if she can have a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, and doing it publicly will has earned this answer. We just got new windows. We're getting a new bathroom. No. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't borrow it either. It's my. It's his precious. Well, yeah, no, she. She's lucky if I leave it alone in the house for a while. Besides, she has her own gaming computer. She has everything else she could ever want. She has her a, a decent laptop. She's got her her uh, Samsung tab. She's got her Switch. She's got everything I could buy her. You know, in all in all in all retrospect. I really didn't need the Steam Deck. I just bought it because I, mean, I, have, Absolutely. I, I have a gaming laptop over there. I have a gaming desktop right here that I'm currently on. And like, I just don't, I mean, I, if you have all that, you don't really need it. I just bought it because I, 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 I'm an IT person and I want the newest tech. No, she wants it because so she can lay in bed and play Steam. Yes, and she can lay in bed and play Switch. Listen, maybe I'll put $5 down on one of the versions, and maybe by the time it's available in 2023, we'll make the decision then. There, or honey. Could, sound good? We should, well, or she could do what I did. I was very what smart. What did you do? I put down my $5, and then when all my friends were like, what do you want for your birthday, or what do you want for Christmas? And I would say Steam money and Steam money, and I literally saved up half of the Steam Deck I think I think I paid two hundred bucks out of pocket for mine because <laughs> all my friends just kept giving me Steam bucks when I asked them for it. Yes, well, we'll see how that goes. Like I said, maybe I'll put five dollars down, but if I do that, it's going to have to be on her account. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> Diego writes in, having just recently purchased a Steam Deck. I'm curious of the following. How do the various websites like Good Old Games, Fanatical, CD Keys, etc. work? Is it as simple as them giving me a Steam key and me redeeming it on Steam? Do you guys keep the setting of updated fan control on or off? How easy would it be for me who has never interacted with Steam or PC operating system that much to add emulation? Any recommendations to resources I could use to help me? So we'll, we'll take those on one at a time. Uh... JT, have you done any work with those other services on the Steam Deck? You mean the the third the third party uh, like um, 
dog and fanatical and no but the the ones like humble bundle all you have to do is apply the steam key but with the gog i mean there's 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 a lot of like programming that needs to be done to get those to work because um I think it's primarily designed for Steam games in mind, not for other storefronts that don't support Steam keys. Go ahead, Clay. I can uh, attest to Fanatical. I love Fanatical. They are one of my favorite sites to use. Because the way uh, F- Fanatical has these bundles, they're mystery packs. For $6, you get 10 games that can include AAA games. In fact, there's one going on right now. So I love to get random Steam keys just to see what I get. So Fanatical is absolutely a Steam key. You just redeem it on your your Steam, and it's in your Steam library. As opposed to GOG, who has a separate launcher. But GOG has two reasons why they're really good. One being that they like to preserve older games. They like to remaster them and make them available to play on your current PC. Because a lot of games, uh, as the systems updated, the games couldn't keep up with it. The second thing it's good for is I believe they're DRM free. Am I correct? They are DRM free, yeah. yeah. You don't don't need... When you buy that, it's yours. Yeah. There is no... Like you have yeah, you that to, copy, you get to download the exe file and run it without any extra oversight. It, you know, if you wanted to, you can give that friend that setup exe, and they could run it on their computer and make it. But you know, they also make the games like that a little cheaper. I mean, they did that whole thing with uh, Witcher and Cyberpunk. 2077 so the oversight here is actually cd project red i think what now owns gog and they yeah. use yeah, that as their distribution their, platform it's so theirs, yeah. um you know they, they do that as a hey we we know what it's like to have bad relations with the community so after the whole cyberpunk fiasco so gog has always been about releasing games drm free but they made a launcher that actually works really well and integrates all of the other launchers into itself. So Epic, Steam, Origin, it absorbs all that information and creates directories so it can run those programs from a single launcher. But that said, GOG, uh, the Galaxy launcher, won't work on the Steam Deck. Can I, so, can I say something about the Galaxy launcher? Yeah, go ahead. You can also look up. Uh, you can also put your PSN and Xbox library. Like you can put your account in them, and they will take and they will uh, put your PSN and. Uh, so if there you go. <laughs> the, the, so they they will put your PSN and uh, Xbox. Uh, if so, if basically, I'm sorry. I'm Mike. Uh, so basically, <laughs> if you were, if you were, um, if you got the God Galaxy app, you can import your P- your PlayStation library and Xbox library by logging and into your PlayStation account. That, right? Yeah, and it will um, 
it will post all of your digital library on your PlayStation and all your, you can't download or install it, but it's like the ultimate backlog tracker because it tracks all of the games you have bought digitally. Just doesn't do the physical stuff. So to answer that first question, Diego, yes, you get your key from any of those services that you'll buy a steam key from you redeem it on steam and then it becomes available on your deck. Now, whether it's playable or not, you'd have to go to Steam to determine that. Uh, to answer your second question, what about you guys? Have you toyed with that updated fan control in the settings at all? No. Yeah, but I I, uh, I I kept it as normal. So you I keep did it off? look at it. Yeah, I, I did look at it. Why? Um... No, I didn't really mess with it myself. So for anybody that's wondering what that is, shortly after Valve released the Steam Deck, what happened is a lot of people were complaining about the wine from the fan that's uh, removing heat from the system. So to help alleviate some of that, Valve added a new option in there because what was happening was the fan was either not going or was going at 100%. So now what that option does is it allows your fan to ramp up or ramp down as necessary, depending on load. So I do keep mine on. I do have one of the earlier fans that whines, but I tend to, I, I'm very good at noise canceling myself. I worked in a uh, home improvement warehouse for five and a half years. So old background noise doesn't bother me too much. So I do keep that on, but I don't really notice whether there's any sort of performance difference or not. And his final question, how easy it would be for me to emulate stuff despite never really touching a PC. The, so there's a there's a program on Steam called RetroArch. You can actually download that in the Steam OS and install the emulators that go with it. And the the emulator itself is kind of somewhat intuitive if you know what you're doing but it's not exactly the easiest you may have to look up a couple guides kalai i know you haven't done anything with it jt have you done anything with retroarch i've used retroarch on my um pc because i do retro achievements okay how would you say it is for anybody who doesn't know pcs Uh, so it's, it's literally just a youtube video yeah, it's it's not hard. You just follow a YouTube video, like or a a website that has like a easily understandable how how to guide. It's a one two three type of thing. It's it's not difficult, but it might be difficult to get the emulation to work um, all the time because sometimes I sometimes it comes up with error messages. Like it's it's a finicky thing. But from what I, uh, in terms of like the steam itself, it's, it's kind it's kind of the same deal. Just look up a YouTube video. It'll tell you how. So there's plenty of guys out there. And which leads me to my next thing, MU deck, which is the system I use for emulation. Now that does require you to go into desktop mode on your steam deck download a file from the internet and run that file and then go through setups. But just like JT said, 
if you're good at following guides, it'll tell you step-by-step what you need to do. And with each iteration that they do it, they actually make it more and more foolproof with options to go, hey, do you want this or do you want this? Do you want it to put it on your internal storage or an SD card? Do you want to install this emulator, that emulator? Uh, the worst problem I had was getting Simu, which is the Wii U emulator running. But again, following guides, I was able to make it through. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask the group, and we're certainly going to help you get anything set up on the Steam Deck you want. So that said, Clyde, when am I coming over there to get all the emulation stuff on your Steam Deck? Um, Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> when when V goes to her weed fest I know I'm a little jealous because I have nobody to go with me maybe Jim oh. and I will hang out all day and you all can go I can't. all those new Nintendo Switch games that you're getting that we can play for free 60 frames so I will be honest, I haven't got... I do have the Switch emulator working. What I don't have is the ability to dump my ROMs into a file that I could use. So, because, you know, hey, piracy is bad. But I will say that from an emulation standpoint, I have every Nintendo system, with the exception of Wii, running on it. I have the Genesis, I have the Dreamcast, I have the Xbox, the original Xbox, I have PlayStation, I have PlayStation 2, I have Game Gear, I have uh, the 3DS, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color. I've got everything and anything running on the Steam Deck, and what we're finding is some of the stuff is basically a game-by-game problem. do you do any Xbox emulation, JT? No, I typically go for Nintendo. Uh, okay. I, I, mean, I, I have an OG Xbox, so but I, I don't all of my Nintendo stuff I I got rid of it. So I emulate it. But like I the only thing I don't emulate is Nintendo Switch. It, I, I usually buy the games and then um if I want a better experience after I buy the game, I will emulate it. But I do put the money down. So, in your guys' experience, you know, emulation aside, what's been your favorite thing about the Steam Deck? And, uh, Kali, we'll start with you. Uh, because ability to sit on the couch and play games at night when Jim wants to watch TV all the time. And not just games, but like AAA games and games that actually are pretty intensive, right? No, if they're too intensive, then I can't pay attention to the TV and then Jim yells at me for not paying attention to the TV. Damn it, Kalai, can you not feed my point? (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'll have better. Go ahead, JT. All right, so I use it when I'm going to bed. Uh, So, like, it's, it's nighttime. I'm on the bed. All of my gaming stuff is upstairs and I'm downstairs. I have my Steam Deck. I have Elden Ring over here. I have Mass Effect over there. I put it in one button. Smack, I'm playing the game. 
And then uh, two hours later, I'm my eyes just shut. And I'm asleep. And your body is drained. <laughs> my mind as well. <laughs> but hey, at least I'm playing all. At least I'm playing. I have something to play while I'm falling asleep. Have you guys run into any problems with like switching to offline mode or losing Wi-Fi trying to load games or play games? I've only played it online. Uh, I haven't tried offline yet, but um, I haven't really had the need to play it offline. My my Wi-Fi coverage is huge around my house, around the cottage, so. I mean, I haven't had a problem, and I take mine everywhere. Matt, just like my with just like my switch, man, that thing goes everywhere with me. No, it's it's interesting because I reading the Steam Deck subreddit. There's people who do have complaints because whether Cloud Sync doesn't work or they can't load a game because it's an always online game, and there are some games like that. I historically haven't had a problem. My biggest problem with the Steam Deck has been when I come home and it doesn't automatically connect to Wi-Fi. I actually have to reboot the machine because even turning Wi-Fi off and back on won't reconnect it. But other than that, haven't had much difficulty. What you do have to be careful of is accidentally overwriting your cloud save using the wrong system. So generally, if I was playing something on the go, I'll make sure to upload and sync the cloud save before I load it up on my main PC so I don't accidentally overwrite something or or any progress I made. Yeah, that could be be something. But I think Valve definitely has a hit and, and, you know, there's been reports lately about Steam Deck 2 and what we could see. I mean, I think we all knew at some point Steam was going to come, or Valve was going to come out with a new version. Did we think the talk was going to happen this soon or do we still think we're years away from that? Uh, I mean, I, I I think the talk, I, of course, I thought the talk would happen, but like, I do think we are you way off on a Steam Deck too. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. And if it does, why did I spend my that money? <laughs> Early adopter penalty. Oh no. I- So I, I think the biggest thing to come out of this is not just even the hardware, but we remember years ago when Valve was coming out with the steam machines and the Alienware Dell knockoffs. Yeah. The I think the biggest thing is them coming out with the Steam OS and the adoption of Proton, which for those of you who don't know, Proton makes Windows programs run in Linux. And depending on the program it may take some finagling but for most of the steam games it works pretty flawlessly jt uh, so, you were talking so what you want to do now now is a good site to um figure this stuff out is proton.db it's a database of every game that's on proton through steam and all of those games that say um that are that have like a bronze or higher certificate are playable on the Steam Deck with finagling. So that'll give you a good idea if you go to that database and see if there's a game you love playing 
protondb.db proton.db i used it before the steam deck came out just to check my library and it was was very Uh extensive um what about the battery for you guys uh well i guess that depends on the game i mean when i'm playing an indie game it lasts for a great while I, i i don't keep track i know it's more than three hours like probably around like four to five uh but like when i play mass effect that shit goes out in like an hour hour and a half yeah Kalai, you bought some stuff to help with that yes i bought backup batteries that were recommended uh i think like game informer or one of them i sent you the link did you ever get one no i'll pick one up eventually yeah, because I go through my Steam Deck really like I'll go through my battery pack pretty fast because I'll just sit, play, play, play. <laughs> I've actually noticed that the battery doesn't drain as fast when I'm using XCloud compared to like running something locally, which in a way makes sense. And you're right, JT, mo- playing like emulated games or older style games or indie games, you get a lot more mileage out. But Elden Ring. Yeah, that battery. If it lasts two hours, you're 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 in good shape. Um, but if you're yeah. intensive, it drains really fast. So if you're getting a backup battery for it, make sure it's a sixty-five watt total or uh, or a sixty-five watt power draw battery that can charge your Steam Deck while you're playing it. Especially if you're on the go. But if you're on your bed, make sure your bed is near a power outlet. That cable is actually a pretty decent length that they give it, is, it with you. It's, it's very... I, I have no complaints about the cable. The cable is pretty long. I also and, like- and it's also a USB-C, so you can plug it into an even longer cable that you get for like your phone and stuff, so... Yeah, as long as it's rated for that 65 watts, you're you're in good shape. Uh-huh. Um, I also like the expandability. The SD card slot, I threw in a 512 Samsung card there and just immediately doubled my my storage and it runs flawlessly. It's it's a hair slower than the onboard NVMe, but it's you know, if I wanted to throw a 2 terabyte card in there, my the amount of storage you'd have in this thing is only limited by your wallet and what the SD card you could buy. Have we ter- determined if it can handle multiple SD cards? Yes, it can. Uh, you know, Valve will recommend that you don't hot swap it, which is just eject it and put the next one in. But there's been tests out there that show that there's really been no negative effects of doing that. The biggest problem is having like a small holder for all these little micro SD cards that you don't want to lose track of. I mean, it's no smaller than the the, the switch cartridges at that point. Yeah, but it, the nice thing about the cases that Valve, because every Steam Deck comes with its own carrying case, it has like a little notch in the back that you could use to hold the charger or if you want to put a... Uh, a small carrying case for SD cards. You could do that too. And it's just right there and you bring them with you. All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, 
The PlayStation, we can talk about how PlayStation people are jealous because they still don't have a Vita 2, but we have a Steam Deck. <laughs> uh, Daryl's kicking his feet up like a baby. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, um, it's, it's a great piece of technology. I uh, recommend it if you um, don't have a laptop, at least. I mean, if you have a gaming computer, this is a great this is great purchase because it's on the go, and then you have your gaming computer for here, for where you are. But like the the moment you have a laptop, I mean, it, it, I I don't feel like it's a necessary um a necessary purchase, but I do feel I that. I disagree. Huh? I disagree. Uh, because my laptop, if I unplug my laptop, my laptop will throttle the freaking FPSs to save as much battery pack as possible. Whereas that doesn't happen on the Steam Deck. Okay, let me, let me rephrase this. A laptop that costs above $2,000. I think the price point of this of this Steam Deck is probably the greatest advantage to it. It is, definitely. Because not only do you get an out-of-the-box gaming experience, but if you're familiar enough with Linux and there's plenty of guides to help you, Valve is developing their own dock later this year. But if you get a USB-C to HDMI dock, you could hook this up to a monitor, hook up a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard, and you have a PC able to just cart around in your backpack. And... It does everything a Linux PC can. If you want, you can install Windows on it. They have drivers. People have had mild success doing that. Uh, I, I heard a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, I heard it, it works, but I heard that it's not very well optimized for Windows. It's not going to be because you depend on Valve to actually develop the drivers, and they. They developed the drivers, and that's why I said there's been mild success, but really Linux is where it's at. Yeah. So, yeah, for the price point and being able to just come in, dock it on your desktop and have all that extra space and not have a giant tower sitting off to the side like some of us, it's it's a great ecosystem. I don't have to pull out a laptop on, on a plane or a bus or a train and put it on a on a tray table to be able to play something. I got a gaming system in my hand that can play a ton of high quality games out of the box without any tinkering. And if you like tinkering, it's the device for you. There's so much you can do with the system. You, you know what? Just, just forget what I said. Okay. Like just, just forget what I said. If, if you, if you uh, just buy it, fuck it. Like here, just, just, just do take it. it it's right. your precious alright thank you guys for joining me tonight and uh, helping to record this episode thank you to our listeners um, I hope you did enjoy our conversations please check us out on all our socials we do have some really nice uh, also t-shirts available uh, so feel free to go buy a t-shirt <laughs> I, can, uh, I don't think Daryl plugs that stuff so uh, I'm plugging it 
<laughs> JT doesn't want to hear anything until he gets his poop sock. Well, I thought there was a poop. Yeah, sock where, where where's my poop? My, where's my legitimate poop sock? Where where where's my poop? Where's the poop sock art on the poop on the sock? I don't want it on a shirt. I want it on a sock. I don't. I'm like, what, what is this? I'm never <laughs> getting it. It's just not happening. All right. Thank you for listening. Got, I'll, I'll sell for the coaster. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of Loop Robes. Made. Why did you come?